Hello, my name is Dr. Brian Thatcher, and welcome to this podcast version of Mercy Unbound. Today, I get to speak with Father David Gunter regarding scripture in Ephesians, where Paul writes, put on the armor of God. We're going to talk about impurity, the spiritual battle we're in between good and evil, fear, and what does it mean to gird your loins, put on the breastplate of righteousness, shod your feet with the gospel of peace. And uh, I hope you enjoy the show, and thank you for joining me. Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Brian Thatcher, and welcome to Mercy Unbound. It's a series that aims to provide hope and avenue for healing, and one that will help you understand and then live the great mercy of God. With me today, I have Father David Gunter, a priest currently stationed in Steubenville, and we're going to follow up from our previous interview on the uh, Ephesians, putting on the whole armor of God. Um, before we get into Ephesians, though, Father, I, I had a question. Uh, this actually happened over uh, on Christmas Eve. We were opening presents, and my son, Christopher Michael, my wife had bought him a St. Michael shirt, and uh, my one son-in-law, not is well versed in the face said oh, who's that and what what's that all about and uh christopher said well that's who i was named for uh tell us about saint michael and who he was in the saint michael prayer and where did that prayer originate well it originates with uh, pope leo the 13th he wrote a, the rite of minor exorcisms it happened um in response there's uh he had a mystical experience. Now, the, the data on this is a little vague. Uh, it's been very well researched. Uh, in fact, by uh, I'll give him a plug here. Kevin Simmons, I believe a graduate of Franciscan University, wrote Pope Leo XIII and the prayer to St. Michael. So exactly what he experienced, there, there are two thoughts. One, that he had a vision of demons descending upon the eternal city, the Vatican, and the other was a, a conversation that he heard between Satan boasting to our Lord Jesus that he could destroy the church. And it was in response to, I think he probably had both visions. I think they're both correct, that he wrote the St. Michael, the Archangel prayer. And this is why it was said for many decades after all low masses in the church, and it is coming back. Many places where I have visited and spoken the St. Michael, the Archangel prayers come back and they're saying it again at the end of masses. Uh, we are in a spiritual battle, so it's, it's an important prayer. And he always appears with Our Lady. Uh, he's always close to her. And uh, so he has an important role in these times. And he was an archangel or is an archangel. So he's one of the big uh, angels. So he certainly is. He's, although it's, of the choirs of angels, it's not the highest. And I find it interesting that it was St. Michael the Archangel, who through Satan, who was considered to be well, Lucifer, the highest of all the angels, it was a, an angel from a lower uh, choir that threw him out of heaven, uh, mm. which must have been humiliating for Satan. But um, yeah, St. Michael is important to us. He's important to the church. I, I strongly recommend devo a devotion to our guardian angels, angels in general, but especially St. Michael. You know, when we talk about Satan, he gets at us in many ways, and uh, he certainly knows my Achilles heels, and uh, I put that as plural, um, but he works through fear and impurity, 
And tell us what's going on in that realm today. Yes, I would say fear is probably his first tool. Um, I don't want to go into great details, but uh, that is, there was a, a biblical scholar. Uh, his name is uh, oh, Everett Fox. And he believed that when Satan confronted Adam and Eve, that he was threatening them. It was a life-threatening situation. In other words, if they didn't eat the fruit, he was going to kill them. So it was the fear of death uh, Satan was using to manipulate Eve, to get her to eat the fruit. And we see that the mafia uses this, organized crime. They threaten people with either bodily harm or death if they don't give them what they want. This is uh, an ancient tool of Satan. And of course, impurity as well. We see, we live in a culture, especially in the West, where pornography is a booming industry. It's in our advertisement. We're just saturated with the spirit of impurity. And I believe more souls go to hell because of sins of impurity than any other sin. Now, you talked about the, the fear. Uh, there's so much fear right now in the country, in the world, uh, with the COVID. And uh, people are not living their lives. And uh, there's so many mental health issues. They, they, the incidence of domestic violence, alcoholism, uh, addictions are just going off the chart. The fear is rampant as well. Here is rampant. And again, this is the tool of Satan. Uh, and the media has been promoting the, uh, hyping up the, really the, the COVID problem. I mean, COVID exists, we know it does, but they've exaggerated it. They're keeping it on the front of people's minds. Uh, I've heard it said, I mean, I'm not gonna qualify it. You can take it with a grain of salt, but they're exaggerating the number of the deaths making it seem worse than it really is. And, and that has enabled them to manipulate people. What, if you wouldn't mind, would you read Ephesians 6 and let's kind of uh, break down and dig deeper into that scripture quote? Yes, I, I won't read the whole chapter, but in particular, um, if St. Paul is saying, to, to put on the armor, I'll read it. This is uh, Ephesians 6.10, finally, Draw your strength from the Lord and from his mighty power. Put on the armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the tactics of the devil. For our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities, with the powers, with the ruled rulers of this present darkness, with the evil spirits in the heavens. Therefore, put on the armor of God that you may be able to resist on the evil day and having done everything to hold your ground. So St. Paul is telling us there are two reasons to put on the armor of God. One is so that we can resist the tactics of the evil one, and the other is so that we can stand firm on the evil day. Uh, two rather ominous warnings on the part of St. Paul. Where does wisdom and knowledge fit in all this? Well, I would say that wisdom and knowledge helps us to identify the tactics of the evil one. So, and that only comes to having the Holy Spirit. So we need a soul that's pure, that hasn't given itself over to impurity. Without the grace of God, and we need the grace of God these days. So this is an intense spiritual battle. We cannot manage on our own. We have to do it by the grace of God, by following his will. And he will give us the wisdom. He will give us the understanding so that we can recognize 
the traps of the evil one and remain faithful to him. What does it mean, uh, gird your loins? Okay, gird your loins. Um, that is an expression, it's rather an idiom. Uh, you know, in, in the first century, uh, men wore tunics and to gird your loins meant to tie up the lower half so that you would wear the outer tunic rather like pants. It made you more mobile. It made you ready for battle. So the expression gird your loins is get yourself ready, be prepared. That we hear throughout scripture as well, uh, be ready for the final day like the 10 virgins and- Yes, uh, that's right. Yeah, uh, it, the scripture is filled with warning and you know, it's our Lord Jesus, uh, he's gentle, he's merciful, but more than any of the New Testament writers, uh, it's our Lord Jesus who speaks and reminds us of the reality of damnation, eternal damnation. And so he's constantly warning us be prepared because we all face it at the end of our lives and then collectively it'll happen at the end of an age and this is what we appear to be heading towards right now i think the world though in many ways uh has scales over their eyes they they think you know i want to live the day to its fullest i want to have a great party and um i'll worry about all that later but we don't know when the end's coming do we well, no, we don't, but you're right. There does seem to be uh, a blindness, a spiritual blindness over people. And, but this is talked about too by St. Paul uh, in referring to the end times. Um, just, it, it's, if you read 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11, it says, Therefore God is sending them a deceiving power so that they may believe the lie, that all who have not believed the truth but have approved wrongdoing may be condemned. Now, it doesn't mean that God is literally sending an evil spirit, a spirit of deception. He means that he is allowing this to happen. And we see this happening today. People have rejected the truth. They do not want to believe in the gospel. They have approved every kind of perversion you can imagine. It's even in our law, like abortion. Um, and so God is allowing them to be deceived. Uh, and when people start to practice their faith, then gradually their eyes open again. You know, and we get, I, I say we, I, I think of myself, I get caught up in the stresses of the day. You know, the business, the ministry, seven children, grandchildren, there's always something going on, right? And uh, we get so caught up in all that that we fail to realize we're also in a spiritual battle and we have to keep our inner peace uh, and I think it's St. Michael, like putting on the breastplate of righteousness, girding, getting ready for the battle. St. Michael, defend us in battle, bear protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. Um, what is that breastplate of righteousness? Our minds can be polluted with false ideas, but ultimately it's our heart that brings forth evil desires. So the idea of putting on the breastplate of righteousness is uh, it's to protect our hearts. It's, it's to protect our very desires so that we only seek that which is holy. Uh, and that we can see that this is the problem because people have allowed impurity, idolatry into their hearts. Their hearts are not protected. And now it brings forth as St. James says uh, in, his, in the letter of James, evil desires. God doesn't tempt us, it's what's in our own hearts. So putting on the breastplate is meant to protect our hearts from perversity. 
you know, it's interesting you mentioned the heart and I think of, you know, it's again, it's not the love of money. It, it's the love of money that's the bad part, not money itself. But yes, our hearts, so many of us, our hearts are really focused on our looks, our jewelry, our, our cars. And uh, we've totally lost the focus, so to speak, of uh, that we're mortal beings in a, in a spiritual body, aren't we? We certainly are. And all these worldly pursuits, they, they bring a certain sense of pleasure um, and a, a happiness, but it's fleeting. It doesn't last. Whereas when we pursue God's grace, it's, it's a lasting peace, a lasting joy. I was talking to a friend years ago and um, I said, you know, I love retreats. It's not just a weekend away, like going to Bermuda for a weekend where you have a great time for the weekend, you come back and it's done. You go on a retreat, you seek out God, you receive graces, and they carry you in to, to, to your life when you get back. You still have them. It's permanent until we sin. But uh, this, this is the difference, and this is why so many people are unhappy, because nothing they pursue will give them that sense of peace that lasts for more than a few hours, maybe a weekend, a week's vacation. Well, I, I find that in my own life, and I've told my kids this, it's even like uh, the one of my daughters years ago was so excited about getting a new car, her first new car, and she was so excited. But a month later, that had all worn off. You know? Yes. It's gone. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Then you worry um, about the next one. That's, that's right. It's a never-ending cycle. So, it, And it doesn't break until we turn to God. Um, and that's why so many of the saints, they lived poverty and they were happy. Uh, they made all these sacrifices, had nothing in the eyes of the world but had such joy and such peace. And I really, this is what I want to see Catholics today. Uh, Protestants are very good at evangelizing, but they don't have the fullness of truth. We have the fullness of truth, but how many Catholics go out there filled with joy and making, showing people how wonderful our faith is just through their very lives without having to say anything at all. You know, when I think of the message of divine mercy, uh... Father Dan years ago said to me, you know, when you're filled with the message of divine mercy, those rays of love of the blood and water penetrate your heart and your heart's filled with love and you cannot contain it within yourself and you want to share the good news. And that's what we, we really need, don't we? Yes, we certainly do. And the Holy Spirit helps us with that. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us that burning desire to share our faith. And, and everybody can have this potential. It doesn't mean you're called to speak publicly. It's more often than not, it's in small ways, everyday ways. Uh, but, the, but the Holy Spirit will prompt them to say exactly what's right because the Holy Spirit knows what's in the heart of someone. You know, I, I run into this all the time. Uh, parents usually concerned about their children who don't go to mass anymore. Father, I raised them as Catholics. I sent them to Catholic schools. Now they don't go to mass. What do I do? And they want to tell their children what to do but that's their will. The Holy Spirit understands what's in their hearts, what they're able to hear. So if you have people in your lives that have fallen away, and we all do, pray to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give you the words to touch their hearts. Uh, we don't know how to touch them, but the Holy Spirit does. I, apart from a devotion to St. Michael the Archangel, we need a strong devotion to the Holy Spirit. Well, as you said, it affects every family and it 
troubles the hearts of those who just want to be united with their children in heaven later. Um, yes. Father, explain, if you would, that shod your feet with the gospel of peace. Yes. Um, when Christianity first started, sometimes it was called the way. And if you read through scriptures, uh, the Psalms, the idea of walking in truth, um, it's not just, a, a, it's not just, oh, I practice my faith. I, it was actually a way of walking. So when it talks about shodding the truth, shod your feet. It means walk in the way of the gospel, carry it with you always. Uh, so again, it's, it's, it's a, an idiom to express, go through life with the gospel. Now the gospel speaks so many places in, of hope, you know, and, and yet there's so much despair. Uh, where's the despair coming from? Well, the despair comes from the evil one. Uh, it, it does not come from God, and it is, of course, a lack of hope. And I, this is what happens when we put our trust in ourselves, in our education, in our salary, in our investments, our 401ks. When we put our trust in all these worldly pursuits, it's going to lead to despair because none of them can save. None of them brings peace. And right now, there is such uncertainty. Uh, instability in the world people are worried they're despairing because they don't know where to turn they need to turn to God but they've lost God they don't understand that he's still there still reaching out with his mercy you know uh, as I mentioned the scripture talks about the 10 virgins we have to be ready how can Catholics be more ready what would you suggest what would you recommend well uh, you know, I, every Catholic's different, so I suppose there are lots of different answers here. But for the basics, uh, praying the rosary every day. The rosary is the weapon for these times, as Padre Pio said. Sister Lucia, the, the Fatima child, said that the rosary has been given more power because of the times that we're living in. It's so evil. So the daily rosary, I would say, is fundamental for any Catholic. I mean, obviously going to Mass as we're called to, but if you can go to daily mass, even better. Uh, and confession, of course. I recommend confession at least once a month. Here in Steubenville, Franciscan University, a lot of very fine young Catholics, they, they go every week, and that's a wonderful devotion, uh, but at least once a month. You know, it's basically practicing our faith the way we're called to. But one thing that many Catholics have, fallen, have lost a sense of is that spirit of sacrifice, of penance. Fridays were always a penitential day. When I was growing up, we didn't eat meat on Fridays, which was not a huge sacrifice. But I would encourage people, pray to the Holy Spirit. Ask the Spirit, what sacrifices do you want me to make? Make Fridays a penitential day, not during the, the octave of Christmas or the octave of Easter uh, feast days, but on regular days, um, recapturing that spirit of penance. This helps us to grow spiritually. You know, in the first interview, we talked about suffering, and um, all of us have suffering in one form or another. I think if we can also better carry our cross, I tend to, you know, I think of people who are so sick, I, I don't know how they do it, because if I get a cold for two days, I, I feel like I'm a martyr, and I'm ready for the stigmata, you know, um, but we have to better handle our crosses, don't we? 
We do, and, uh, and we do that best when we turn to God and ask for the grace. Um, if you're going to be fasting on Fridays, Wednesdays and Fridays, many people do that. Ask for the grace to do that. Don't do it on your own. If you have a cold, recognize that God's allowed it. Ask for the grace to accept it. We need God's grace every turn of our life. We can't do anything on our own. Well, Father, are any closing thoughts regarding Ephesians uh, that you want to share with the people watching us today? Well, I would, I would ask people to read the scriptures, pray to the Holy Spirit and read them to understand what tactics Satan is using in, in, in your life. Well, how has he tempted you? Are you fearful? Um, understanding his tactics is a way to overcome them. And, but mostly, mostly trust. I, I say to people, the most basic teaching of the message of I mercy is Jesus, I trust in you. We have to trust that he has everything in hand. I don't care how crazy it is out there. His will is being fulfilled and it will be fulfilled in the world, hopefully in us. Uh, for those who choose otherwise, the prospects are bleak. You know, trust doesn't mean, does it, that everything's going to come out fine or the way we want, does it? No, and, and the trust is, you know, those moments when things are going wrong, but we don't understand, that's when we have to trust. Uh, God allows these trials really to strengthen us so that we will turn to him and learn how he is really leading us. Uh, it, the trust comes from the trial. So for anyone who's suffering right now, things seem confused. Turn to God in prayer and trust. And if it's, I always, when things seem really bad, I go to our mother. Our blessed mother's powerful. And when things seem overwhelming, I just turn to our mother and she always helps me. And trust is so easy when things are going well. You know, I'm a yes. trust, trusting person in God when things are going well. But, you know, being a physician, I used to be in charge when, during the procedures and this and that. But when things go south now you know i kind of want to take back that ownership but that's not what i should be doing i know it's trust in the lord in all situations in all situations yes um uh, and, and that's that's what that's the key to really living and practicing our faith uh is to trust in all those difficulties well, and father, god will help us get there father i want to thank you for joining me today on mercy unbound uh people please uh continue to watch the show share them with your friends subscribe to the program and let's get the word out the truth out for the truth will set us free um god bless all of you and again father thanks for joining me today on mercy oh, it's been a real pleasure thank you Barry. thank you father please subscribe to our youtube channel for the video portion the podcast can be heard at anchor.fm slash B-R-Y-A-N Thatcher, T-H-A-T-C-H-E-R, and on all the major podcast forums. I would love to speak at your church or conference, and please consider supporting our efforts to spread the truth to a hurting world. Thank you again. And for more information, go to the website at drbryanthatcher.com.